0: Hello, world! It is Tuesday, January twelfth. I'm Colin. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Kenny. This is HNTLDR. We have five minutes today to record this episode, so let's jump right in. What do you got, Kenny?
1: Oh man, so there is more—a a whole section of news about uh, banning and whether services should be uh, allowed to kick other people off, and it is just a whirlwind on Hacker News the past couple of days because I think I can't remember if this happened before, after we recorded yesterday, but uh parlor is basically shut down in all ways. So Glenn Greenwald has a pretty interesting article kind of clickbaity headline, but, uh, it's called how Silicon Valley in a show of mono, monopolistic force destroyed parlor. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a couple on, uh, a couple from yesterday also discussing that, uh, parlor is now totally shut down
0: yeah i was gonna point out one of those i mean greenwald has been uh killing it on hn like his sub stack in particular same with uh matt uh is it taibi taibi not one i haven't seen um that one was bigger yesterday and it's just called we need a new media system uh i didn't have time to dig into it deeply but the tagline is if you sell culture war all day don't be surprised by the real world consequences the title of that is uh we need a new media system. So, I know you know this got uh, this was number sixteen uh, yesterday. So probably worth a read. Interesting. Yeah, I will take a look at that one as well. Uh, what do you got? Oh boy. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, everyone's chiming in on this. I was reading the Martin Fowler uh, blog post. You know, also published uh, just well earlier today. The lies that can undermine democracy. Uh, mm-hmm. Martin Fowler is kind of a hero of mine. He invented the Fluent API. All of my open source work is all chainable Fluent interfaces, so I'm deeply indebted to this guy. Uh, he's an awesome engineer. He invented, he wrote the book on, literally wrote the book on refactoring. Um, and he mm. is just a really great writer. Um, this is the only time I've seen him post really about politics. Um, so, you know, uh, another another really good post that I would recommend
1: very cool um i is this guy how big is fluent is that like a well-known thing
0: yeah it's a it's more you know it's a design pattern it was there were uses of it that you know existed before he kind of you know wrote the kind of canonical blog post but yeah i mean the way that like zod works uh you basically have classes uh and then all the methods of those classes return a new instance of the class that they are in an immutable way. Um, so that's kind of, you know, and, you know, with Zod, you're able to like chain together like lots of these methods all in a row, uh, but they're, they're each immutable. So each method doesn't just mutate the the instance that you call the method on. It returns an entirely new instance. And that's pretty common now for, you know, most JavaScript libraries to the point where you know very large libraries that used to operate in a mutable way like uh, moment js is you know big for date time manipulation mm. um, uh, an immutable version of it called Luxon uh, was built by one of the maintainers and it's it's now the official recommendation so moment is which is one of the you know most popular libraries in JavaScript is uh, deprecated uh, because it was built in this mutable way that kind of fell out of out of favor right makes sense oh but you know Fluent APIs aren't even implicitly, you know, they're not by definition immutable. It's really just the idea of chaining together lots of method calls all in a row, instead of having like data and then like functions that mutate it and like, you know, just wrapping everything in more and more layers of functions. You just try to encapsulate it with methods that you can chain together.
1: Right. The method chaining still looks absolutely disgusting to me. So my, my lack of being a web developer is really showing here.
0: Interesting. I feel like, I guess I haven't used Python in long enough. The training is so clean. It, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. You're just oh, wrong. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh.
1: Okay, well, in other news, but still in the realm of uh, what things should be hosted where, uh, sort of buried in all of the governmental political stuff, Twitter also recently banned the SciPub. Is that what it's called? SciPub? Uh, SciHub. 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 The SciHub account. Uh, And uh, currently on the top of Hacker News is the article that SciHub is now on the, quote, uncensorable web. So they are discussing how SciHub is now using a, like, decentralized DNS. Interesting. Uh, And the... The implications about whether this is a basically this is a service site that freely hosts academic work that's normally behind paywalls uh and also it is or at least it was yesterday the eighth anniversary of uh aaron schwartz's death and there are always new um New hackers, new people reading hacker news. So, to the folks out there who don't know the Aaron Schwartz story, I think on the anniversary of his death, it's worth uh, looking up and reading about and looking at what he stood for.
0: Absolutely. That is probably the most useful single thing you can do. The guy is a legend. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, that is a wrap for today on this abbreviated episode with audio difficulties. (laughs) (laughs) See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow.